Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Hello, and welcome to the June 25th edition of the Modernizer Die CFML News Edition Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Davis, and with me today, I have Brad Wood. Say hello, Brad. Hi. How you doing? I'm the lead architect for Order Solutions, and uh, I'm happy to be the uh, the redhead with the redneck today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like, that's a good one. Um, Gavin is still away on... Was, was uh, that sarcasm, Andrew? I loved it. I loved Are it. Are you patronizing me? You call me a redneck. <laughs> no, you called yourself a redneck. Yeah, actually. No, I think Lee's called me a redneck. I think he's the one that started that. But I can't it deny all it. Happened. I can... It all happened in the Ordis keynote into the box. Ah, yes. But big surprise for us all. Uh, <laughs> well, Gavin's still away um, on vacation, learning his uh, or working on his um, accent there. And um, I've got Brad here with me. And we're going to cover the, uh, the news and events um, for you for this week. There's um, really not a whole lot of uh, changes um, as far as what's happening. Um, Right now, uh, the biggest talk that we have coming up is going to be about um, CF Summit um, starting September 30th um, through October 2nd, and that's in Las Vegas. Uh, Brad, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? About CF Summit? It's Vegas, baby. What's What else is there to say? I mean, also, what happens in, in CF Summit stays in CF Summit, so can't, uh, well, you can't know, get much more specific, you know? Some of that is true, because I... <laughs> I would get there and, and I'd have all this stuff on my head, you know, to, to come back and learn and do. And when I get home, I'm like, crap, what is it? Um, and I well, think that, that's that's just the alcohol talking, the after yeah. party. That's what happened there. Probably so. Yeah, that <laughs> happens. No, CF, uh, yeah, CF Summit's the biggest uh, uh, attendance-wise Cold Fusion conference that we have. So it's uh, it's always a big deal. There's always a big party. There's a lot of people. There's a lot mm-hmm. of booths going on. Um, it's a fun time. And it's got the whole... Uh, the whole cold fusion team going on as well uh the the actual engineers so it's a great place to be able to pin them down and talk to them so yep and uh, early bird uh, registration is extended mm-hmm. to june 30th yeah don't waste that so make sure everybody's aware of that and uh, also in conjunction with uh cf summit they're doing the cold fusion specialist uh program uh, which is a little pre-workshop there and you can register for it separately um whenever you register um um, for the CF Summit, um, it is a price of three ninety nine, and that's the early bird pricing. Uh, don't know any word yet as to what that's going to change to, uh, but as soon as we know, we're going to let you guys know. But if you're interested, go ahead and sign up. Uh, they're working on curriculum now, and um, it's going to be mm-hmm. good. So yeah, that's the yeah. certification. Um, do you know? That's any- not the only training though going on. Absolutely not. Um, as everyone knows, Ordis. They like to do their own boot camps. And we like the training, training. That doesn't quite work, does it? Uh, yeah, no. But I could throw you a full screen and we can see if you can do a little dance. Uh, yeah. God. So <laughs> I would. There's not enough room in the studio. So oh, okay. not well, hey. this nice desk we're sitting on. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the C- after CF Summit, uh, there's going to be a two-day training on Thursday and Friday, the 3rd and 4th. And uh, there'll be two two day yep. trainings. That's a veritable four days of training, but you have to pick one. Right. 
so you, unless you have already been able to clone yourself, then you could actually go into both. I don't know. Or if you're a company and legally you're there with a, a separate, you know, one entity, then technically you're there at all of them, right? Uh, sure. We'll, sure. We'll, we'll charge you for both. We'll charge you for both. So, um, Ordis is putting on the Cold Box Zero to Hero uh, workshop, which um, I've been able to attend, and it's it's excellent. Um, Gavin and Eric are both putting that one on, but there's also a, a more advanced one um, for the Hero to Superhero, the API edition that Luis and Brad here um, are going to be doing as well. So, if you if you've already attended to Zero to Hero. Um, interested, interested in some more advanced uh, techniques, um, definitely check out this workshop. Uh, I'm excited to see what all it entails. Um, I've, I've been trying to hunt and peck around and, and find um, the hitting documents as to what the agenda is. Um, I'm a little uh, anxious myself. Uh, well, the superhero one, I think, might actually involve some superpowers like flight. Uh, we'll see about that. Where are we flying to? <laughs> Uh, All the way across the pond. Yeah. <laughs> we're flying to CF camp. No, um, but yeah. So we're we're hitting the whole range here. Uh, you know, a lot of trainings. Um, you know, you have some people that come and they're they're brand new to cold box, and so a lot of stuff's above their head. Um, other people come to cold uh, come to a training with a lot of cold box knowledge, and so it's kind of a lot of uh, repetition for them. So <clears throat> with the zero to hero and the hero to superhero, uh, you can kind of choose where you're at, and if you want to learn the basics or if you want to really learn some of the more advanced stuff. So. I'm excited about these two sessions since I think it'll cover a, a pretty broad range of interest. Yep, I agree. Um, I totally agree. Now, uh, one change from last week, we had told you where the this training was going to be, is actually now going to be at the Aria uh, Resort and Casino. Um, mm -hmm. You guys are getting uh, two big, nice suites, right? That's actually, Yeah, it's actually really, really comfortable. A lot of trainings kind of happen in a sort of... Uh, sterile you know conference room environment uh but it's a very exclusive uh comfortable environment we do these in the suites you know it's uh you have the little you know kitchenette usually there we can kind of just hang out um and uh it's just a nice comfortable place to learn uh so you definitely want to uh register because the space is more limited um so you want to get in there uh quick but those are those are really great uh fun times there when we do the training in the suites in vegas Yep, absolutely. Uh, the first one I attended was in a suite, and uh, it was really cool. Um, like I said, it was sweet, wasn't it? It was very sweet. Um, I remember that when we had to close the blinds because the sun came in. It was like, is that a giant window right there? Oh, yeah, big, huge window all the way across. It was a sweet, sweet. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, got to love it. Um, so anyway, on to the next uh, item of agenda is more training. Uh, there's also a two-day boot camp in Bangalore, India, October 16th and 17th. And um, tell us what, do you know what, uh, who's going to be doing that, Brad? Luis is, Luis is doing that, the loser. He's going by himself and not even taking me. Can you, can you believe it? Yes, I can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I know there's a lot of, uh, a lot of Indian side uh, companies that are doing, uh, doing CFML, the entire uh, Adobe team is in there. We're hoping to see if some of them can get to the training as well. So if you, um, if you're, uh, from the India area, if I say the India area as though it's small, it's huge. If you're from the Bangalore area or you know anybody that works over there, uh, this is going to be a great opportunity to, uh, to get an in-person training. Um, it's, uh, should be pretty good. I think it's, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, it looks like from the, the notes here, we'll be building a Twitter clone called Soapbox. So I think it's going to be one of the sort of basic zero to hero flows. So, 
Yep, excellent. That'll be interesting. It'll be good to to see. Um, so um, there are a, a lot of day. yeah, there are a lot of shops in India, and um, there's it'll, it'll be nice to. I know some of them are on the you know modern practices. Some of them are not. Um, a lot of the guys I've talked to uh, recently are all very cold box and modernized. Um, so it's really nice. Um, hey, yeah. keep training, train across the world. I think that's, that's going to be the new mission um, of Ordis. There is going to be train across the world, spread the good news, right? I know. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see the activity that's been happening in India. You know, uh, Adobe, they had their Cold Fusion Summit in Vegas, and they spread that out into the Cold Fusion Summit East. And now Adobe's uh, been having their Cold Fusion Summit India as well. Um, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of activity going over there. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, the registration is uh, is open for that. So um, we should have that link in the show notes for the uh, Zero to Hero in Bangalore. Yep, absolutely. And also going on uh, close at the same time, uh, we have CF Camp, uh, which is going to be in Munich. Uh, it's going to be the 17th and 18th of October. And we do have some um, updated info, info for you guys on that. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's going to be in the same place it was last year, which is a really nice hotel. I absolutely just love their whole like breakfast area. Um, I mean, it was lunch as well. They had a really cool um, food setup. But it's actually in Freising, Germany. Uh, which is like 15, 20 minutes from, from Munich. I mean, you can get a, get an Uber to take you there. Uh, but it's got a lot of like little shops and a bunch of walking places. There's a really good Greek restaurant. It's all about the food for me. Right. Um, so if, if you're, if you want to come to CF camp and like bring your wife along or bring your husband, you know, you can send them like shopping, you know, in downtown Freising while you're at the conference, just going to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. Um, now the, Call for speaker deadline is July 7th, and we've got a more precise Mm -hmm. um, update on that. It is midnight UTC time, July 7th. Look at that. That is the- So specific. Specific. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But we do have some uh, information from them as well. Uh, They currently have 90 submissions. Um, Yeah, that's that's a good bit of submissions. So are like 80 of those Nolan Irks or- uh, I think at least I know twenty a, of them are, are Nolans at least. I don't know if he was able to squeeze any more in there or not. But um, I think he's been cut off. Yeah, yeah, that was the latest. He was cut off, blocked his IP and everything. Not just kidding. Yeah. Um, but they do have uh, some areas that they would like some more uh, submissions on. Um, yeah. Some of them being the IDEs and editors for CFML. Um, something on analytics. Uh, they're looking for company culture uh, and agile slash lean approaches. Um, also on topics for continuous integration and pipelines, crash reporting, um, and security. And that's not to say that they haven't already received, um, some topics on those, but they're just kind of maybe wanting more, just have a a better selection pool. Um, yeah, that's a pretty good broad list. So, I mean, if you have any, any thoughts, I mean, and, and to be honest, some people who haven't presented are thinking like, oh, I'm not qualified to submit a topic. Um, but I mean, let's say crash reporting and application performance, right? Maybe you do a lot with Fusion Reactor and there's, you know, 10 really, really useful screens in there that you like. I mean, you could do a talk that just goes through those and shows people how to use them. It doesn't always have to be um, a super in-depth kind of a setup. So definitely uh, submit topics uh, to fill in some of those gaps if, um, if you're going to be at CF Camp. Yeah, definitely. Uh, don't hesitate to, uh, to submit. I mean, you can't do any worse than I did. So, um, <laughs> Just go for it, man. Hey, you lived. 
That's I, half the battle. Sometimes. I did live. Yep. Um, actually, I was supposed to get that fixed yesterday, and I canceled that. We'll, we'll talk about that later. So that's <laughs> that's CF Camp there for you. I uh, hope you guys can attend. Get your submissions into them. Um, all the links for yeah. that is going to be in your show yeah. notes. Yeah. One of the one one of the one things they said they already have a lot of is JavaScript related top talks. So uh, uh, there's quite a few of those. So they're kind of that's why they put that list out of. <laughs> Some of the ones they'd prefer to have instead. Right. I like that though. Helps us helps us submit useful things. Curate it around a little bit. And um Yeah, you know what else is going on at CF Camp? Was uh more Ortis training. No way. Yeah. Yeah, see, so Luis is going to Bangalore without me. Well, he's ditching uh ditching us the CF Camp training. It's gonna be Eric and I. Uh pulling the weight all all by ourselves, so We'll be having fun, even if Luis isn't there. Now, do you guys have a, a topic for that yet, or is it still open for discussion? Um, I think we have a pretty good idea, but uh, we'll, we'll still entertain. We're still willing to take any take any input from people. Um, but yeah, that's going to be uh, it's going to be two day workshops, and there's going to be two of them side by side, kind of like a like the CF Summit sort of setup. So you can uh, choose which workshop you want. And a two-day workshop's a, a nice length, you know, to kind of dig in and get some some advanced content. Um, so that'll be Eric Peterson and myself, and that'll be on the fifteenth, fifteenth and sixteenth of October, which I believe are leading up to CF Camp. Uh, so if you're booking any flights or trains or planes or automobiles, <clears throat> then you can schedule that so you can get there in time to uh, get a couple days of orders training. And it's right there in the exact same hotel that CF Camp is in. Uh, it's a really nice hotel. Uh, they had this machine last year that would make fresh squeezed orange juice. Nice. It was amazing. It had this like hopper of oranges on top and you would just hold a glass under it and push a button and they would like pull oranges down, cut them in half and squeeze them into your cup. And this like, repeated fluid motion. I drank so much orange juice because I just wanted to watch the machine work. So if if, you, if the training isn't enough to sell you, the orange juice machine, which I hear is going to be there again, that should really be able to close the deal for you to want to come to CF Camp and check out the trainings. Nice. On a slightly related, unrelated note, I saw something, <laughs> I saw this, something on Shark Tank the other day, and basically they were using physics to pour a beer. And oh, they wow. had two beers, well, two glasses of beer. One was poured normally, and then one was poured, and it produced the right amount of foam, you know, and head on the top. And however it was done, it was kind of like aerating the beer, I guess, kind of like you do on wine. But it was usually yeah. kind of like a Keurig machine. And everyone on the Shark Tank, man, they, they raved about how well it made the beer taste. I don't know, but it sounds pretty cool. It's a good gimmick to spend 200 bucks on a device just to get beer to taste like different beer. You know? Yeah, science, man. Buy cheap beer, throw it through a $200 machine. Now you have good beer, right? Anyway, whatever. So, <laughs> well, uh, they, have a, they have a lot of beer at CF Camp, too. Germans know their beer, man. So the bar is, is, is right there. Yeah, so orange juice will probably be good for that. We'll, we'll, we'll consider that for Vegas or something. <laughs> Right. There's a lot of beer in Vegas. Too. Oh, that's true. Okay, Texas. I don't know. Somewhere we gotta have beer. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, I, I don't drink, so it's all yours, man. Root beer, buddy. A and W, man, yeah. all day long. All right. Don't worry about that. So this brings us to the blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. And let's see what we have here. Uh, the first thing we want to mention. Boom. 
If you guys cannot hear us, please let us know. Brad, <laughs> you just leave me hanging. I can't, I, I, I can't hear you, Andrew. Oh, well, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I can hear you. Um, do you want to talk about a uh, Code coverage? Is that what we got up? Yep, we got code coverage up. Now, this is a screencast that uh, this lovely person to my, well, whatever way you're looking at, this way. Over here. Uh, right here. Yeah, Woo. there you go. To my right, um, put together. Uh, tell Just tell us about code coverage, because I, I could try to, but it's I'm going to fail it. Just, you're the yeah, one. Yeah, right. You know. So code, code coverage is basically uh, uh, extra metric that you capture during your uh, your unit test or integration test, any kind of automated testing that you do. And it basically tells you how much of your application um, is being hit by your tests. So if you have a CFC with four functions in it, and you only have tests for two of those functions, then your code coverage is in theory like 50% in that CFC, right? Um, so a lot of times there's no good way to know like what line of, you know, did this line of code, did line 24 run, yes or no? I don't know, right? Um, so we teamed up with the guys at Fusion Reactor and they have a, a really cool ability built into the Fusion Reactor monitoring tool that can instrument your code at a bytecode level, which I won't even try to explain how all that works, but it can track every single line of Cold Fusion code and know whether or not it ran. And so while you're running your unit test, uh, test box 3.0, uh, if you have a Fusion Reactor uh, installed and licensed on the same server, it can actually tell you every single line of code that executed while your tests were running and what lines of code didn't run. Um, and then it basically kind of points out to the parts of your application that uh, that are missing tests. You know, it's not being tested. Maybe else statements or you know a, a default case or a, a try catch block that you're not hitting. Um, and you can kind of use that to improve the quality of your tests. So that that comes out of the box in test box three. And so the screencast I put out this week basically just has like a, like a, a five six minute intro of uh, you know starting from scratch, spinning up an app. Oh yeah, I got the Fusion Reactor mug. Nice. <laughs> you saw that. Um, yeah, uh, my video is delayed, but I saw you doing it a minute ago. Yeah, so uh, the screencast just shows you how to get started, how to um, you know spin up a server, how to run the test, how to generate the output from them. Uh, so if, that, if, if that's interesting to you and your team, then that screencast will get you started. And if you don't have a Fusion Reactor license, uh, you can get a two-week trial. Go to their website, and you can play with it. And they also have a developer license uh, that's super cheap, that's basically fully functional. Uh, you just can't use it in production, which is a, a fantastic deal. So that's the that's the uh, the code coverage screencast right there. I wanted to ask you while I got you. Uh, now, there's a code coverage. I'm assuming that's probably only going to be for like unit tests and such. Because if you have an integration test, can it? Does the coverage no. cover that? Or yeah, it'll work on everything. Because um, it's based it, off it, the actual runtime of. From Fusion React. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it instruments the actual compiled bytecode that your Cold Fusion generates. Mm -hmm. And so basically every line of code has a little kind of ET phone home injected into it. So every time a line of code runs, it uh, knocks on this little kind of Fusion Reactor class in memory and says, hey, line 15 just ran. Hey, line 27 just ran. Right. And so uh, it really doesn't matter what kind of test you're running. Um, you know, it wipes all the information, so it starts with a clean slate. It runs through all of your tests, and then at the end, it says, okay, what are all the lines of code and all the files that executed? And then we calculate that, and we crunch the numbers, and we give you percentages Percentage. and file by... Yeah, we can give you breakdowns line by line. You know, these blocks ran, these blocks don't run. So integration test, unit testing, uh, it works across the board for all of them. Nice. It's, it's really, really fun to play with. If you have if you have an existing unit test suite, it's it's really fun to take bets with your other coworkers. I totally did this internally at Ordis. 
before I before I, I ran it for the first time on Coldbox, I was like, all right, everybody place your bets. How good do you think Luis's code coverage is, you know, in the Coldbox framework? You know, and we had bets ranging from like 50%. I think Luis said 95%. Um, I think it actually rang in at like uh, 85% or so. It really wasn't that bad, but it's That's good. it's super fun to uh, to kind of just see how good your, uh, how comprehensive your test suite is. So yeah, absolutely. You'll, you'll, you'll want to play with that, to be honest. All right, I'll, I'll definitely do that. It'll. I got to get caught up on my actual work work, but um, <laughs> that's always a problem. It's like I got real work to do, man. I can't I can't just play all the I time? Know. Yeah, real know. work and fun work. Ah, oh, no, it's two different things. So uh, next, what we have is uh, actually another submission from you. Uh, it's about uh, CF config, and yeah, I know you're just a that Brad Wood guy. Just won't shut up on Twitter. I know. I felt yeah. obligated. You're going to be the host. I should at least like throw you a ball or something. I, you know, if I spent more time arguing with people, I wouldn't tweet as much stuff like this, wouldn't I? Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm so we uh, <laughs> not gonna touch that. We had a, a little uh, nice client-sponsored feature for CF Config. Uh, Adobe Cold Fusion allows you to store your sessions in an external Redis cache, um, and so we uh, added the ability to uh, import and export those Redis cache settings uh, from your Adobe Cold Fusion servers uh, with CF Config. Um, I mostly, it was, it was a fairly small feature, um, but it's nice if you're using it. I pointed it out just because that's something that CF config didn't support because frankly, I didn't use it. So I personally didn't care. So I hadn't added it. Um, but we had a client an orders client that said, Hey, we're using the Redis cache. Um, but we see CF config doesn't support it. You know, can we sponsor you to add the feature? And we're like, yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, when someone says, shut up and take our money, we say, yes, sir. Um, so, uh, the, the moral of that story is if there's anything you come across in, you know, CF config or command box, cold box, content box, you name it. And you're like, man, I really wish you guys added X, Y, Z in, you can always sponsor the feature. And that's exactly how, uh, this feature got added is a, a client said, you know, Hey, how many, how many hours would this take? And in this instance, it was a client that had a support contract with Ordis already. And so we were able just to use uh, a few of their hours that they had already, uh, they'd already prepaid. So, I mean, we had it done in a couple of days. So nice. anyway. Little shameless plug for uh, Ortis's uh, professional, professional, <laughs> professional sport. open source, but um, that's how that's how you get stuff fast tracked. I mean, I might have gotten to that eventually, but it might have taken me a while. But when you when you say I'll pay for it, they'll be like, "Yes, sir, I'll have it done for you tomorrow, right? Or, or soon. Don't quote me on tomorrow. Oh yeah, always tomorrow. Always, always <clears throat> the the fastest. That's right? what the, that's what the sales team said. They said it's done. <laughs> of course it is. Well, then now it's got to go through billing, you know, before it can be released, right? Can't release it to you. It's done. But when you pay for it, yeah, it's whatever. It's inside funny joke. So uh, next, what we have up, I'm going to skip over uh, this S3 one here. I want to talk about um, uh, Fusion Reactor 8.1 being released. And uh, I know you play a lot with Fusion Reactor, and, and I have it, it saved my behind several times. And I'm actually using it um, now for for tracing on some tests when I was trying to do my uh, integration tests. There were some items that weren't firing. Um, you actually helped me um, on them. Um, yep. And so Fusion Reactor really helped pinpoint as to where things were not firing when they should have. Um, what do you know about this latest update? Anything new and exciting in it? Do you care to mention? Um, I'll be really honest. I haven't had a chance to dig too deep into the release notes for it. Um, but it is released. It is released. That's I know it news. has some new features and improvements that are in it. Um, I was mostly excited about uh, Fusion Reactor uh, 8.1 because um, if you're using command box for your servers, 
and you're using our super handy command box fusion reactor module which you just install that module and whenever you start a server it just automatically has the fusion reactor java agent added um, and configured ready for you to use um, which is super handy uh, the newest version of that module now will automatically download new versions of fusion reactor as soon as they come out so the integral guys are putting their fusion reactor releases on forgebox which is super cool so if you're using the fusion reactor command box module as of yesterday um, all you have to do is just restart your server or just start it if it stopped and uh, command box will look at forgebox and go oh look a new version of fusion reactor has appeared i'll suck it down off the interwebs deploy it and bada bing bada boom all your servers are on fusion reactor 8.1 so uh there's literally not an easier way to keep up to date on on fusion reactor and if you're like me and you're kind of a fusion reactor junkie uh that just gives you a nice warm fuzzy feeling you're a junkie there was also there was another little uh a twitter topic going around i'd like to find it it was actually going on today um was one eric uh, peterson replied to i'm gonna see if i can find that because i like to bring that up and maybe get your uh feel on it um but what we do have next is um, <clears throat> Terratech uh, has released a podcast with Carl Von Stetten, uh, Dan Fredericks, and Dave Ferguson. Uh, did a little podcast, and uh, it was about Learn CF in a week. And of course, uh, the screen you're seeing in the background here is about Learn CF in a week, uh, just because it fit better um, on here than the um, uh, than the direct link to Terratech and their podcast. Um, but it was uh, it was good and interesting. I got about through halfway of it, uh, but anyway, they're talking about uh, what Learn CF in a week is. Um, have you yourself? I know it's been a long time since you had to learn CF in a week, Brad. But um, <laughs> I didn't learn it in a week, man. <clears throat> Ted, did we ever really learn it in a week? Do we have, do we really even? I don't know. No. I, st I started back in the early two thousands and it was CF four point five. It was still a layer at the time. Oh yeah. And it took I, I kind of learned it slowly. Um, you know, yeah, I've gone through the the Learn CF in a week uh content and it was uh it's it's been out there for quite a while, but um uh Simon Free helped get all that stuff going, but it hadn't really been updated in quite a while. So I've been excited to see some of these guys in the community like Dan and uh and Carl kind of picking up that torch and um and running with it to keep uh Learn CF in a week updated and kind of moving forward. So um kudos to those guys for kind of helping that project move forward. So um, I haven't had a chance to watch uh, watch that uh, CF Live podcast, but it looks like it should be a pretty good one. Yeah, for sure. And there's one thing, too, I want to mention here. We have a uh, blog post uh, by Ryan Class. Now, you know, he, I, I guess he's kind of been dubbed the AWS guy, right? Uh, is that safe to say? He, he definitely is an expert in it, that's for sure. I mean, it's kind of like you're the command box guy, right? If you say so. Whatever. You know you are. Depends <laughs> on who's asking. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this blog post is talking about um, uh, Cold Fusion dropping support for the uh, the S3 and new S3 buckets. And basically what has happened is, uh, you know, they, they've updated a signature version from 2.0 to their 3.0. And uh, it's kind of just going through talking to you about, you know, uh, I'll scroll down here and you can kind of see what's happening what needs to be updated and things like that. Um, now, this also kind of brings us to another section, uh, which is going to be our Forgebox uh, module of the week, right? Our Forgebox module of the week is going to be AWS-CFML. And that library, um, 
was actually recommended by Brian Class. And what it does, uh, it, it's basically the you know an API for a lot of AWS components. It's, it works for uh, Cognito Identity, DynamoDB, Elasticsearch, um, Elastic uh, Transcoder. I'm not even sure what half of these are. Recognition. Uh, but it has S3, which I do know, SNS, which I do know. <laughs> yeah, I know S3. Got that one. SQS, a uh, simple queuing service, I can imagine. I, I, I believe that's correct. And then Translate, I'm going to assume, is going to be a translation service. But anyway, um, this AWS-CFML uh, module is um, going to be our module of the week here. So uh, And check that's it out. From, uh, from John Burquist, it looks like. Yep, from John. And we've... Uh, We've featured him several times, uh, one being on the CF format, um, and here's another yeah, one. Yeah, this module so. looks like it's had quite a bit of development. It first came out back in August 2017, and there's been pretty regular uh, releases. So Yeah, constantly staying. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at the version tab here on ForgeBox. It's nice to kind of gauge the, uh, the activity in a module. You can just see exactly how often it's been released. So Yeah, for sure. Um, and two, there is... I'm going to actually bring this over here on my my screen, and we're going to get a, a live. Boom. Let's see if this can work, because uh, we're going to do the VS Code tips and tricks of the week. And, yep. Fingers Don't crossed. Crazy. Fingers crossed. All right. Boom. So this uh, tip and trick here, hopefully that's code that I can share. Yep, it is. Temp code box. Perfect. Oh. <laughs> Code you can share. Well, you know, hey, there's an API key here. You know, go steal it and use it. But that would be my luck. Um, but this uh, came in from Eric Peterson. It's uh, just a real quick tip um, in in order to go to you know find symbols uh, in an individual file. And for Mac, it's going to be a command. Now, when you say o. symbols, uh, uh, define what that means. You talk about finding symbols. Um, what you see on the screen there, they call these symbols, right? And um, I don't really know what symbols are in VS Code, to be honest with you, but I do know that um, it basically highlights each individual function, right? And then each individual um, variable set. So as you see, I'm highlighting, as I scroll down here for order service. Um, so order service must be, uh, yeah. Yeah, so order service is the component echo, and then the index is the function. So this is what each individual symbol means, right? So that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. So it kind of helps you find each, uh, a function in an individual file. And uh, to take that to another level is you could do the same okay. thing in a workspace. Think about this. If you, oh, nice. Yeah, if you do, um, and you can map these however you want. Mine was just command R. Um, Eric's was mounted uh, to something different. Um, my Windows, my Windows computer doesn't have a command button. Does that mean I can't use this module? Yeah. Or I mean, what's, what do y'all use yeah. for? What do you use instead of command? Um, uh, usually it's Alt, I think, or Windows key. I'm not sure. Uh, well, it's something one of those too. Um, if we can figure it out. So if you're over here, um, well, now it's not even working for me. I don't even know what. Um, I want to show it. It's awesome. But it allows you to do basically the same thing throughout your, your whole entire workspace, right? And um, crud. I think mine was mapped a little differently, and so it's not actually 
This is a great example, Andrew. Man, come on. Hey, it was working earlier, right? Like, what do you, what do, you do, man? Uh, Command R. See, I, haven't, I haven't used this one yet, so I can't bail you out, man. All right, so... Command T. Oh, yeah. I say, so, okay, for me, it's Command T. That's it. I'd updated my notes, and then I messed up there. So uh, Command T is what it is for me. So cool. If you're in your whole works, workspace, right? Um, this is really cool. So, um, on, if you're looking for on request starts, you can do command T or whatever the equivalent there is in the Mac or the windows, pull up this little search box and just do on request start. So it helps you find all the on request start functions in your workspace. So, um, yeah, really cool. So like if you had a, um, any kind of inter interceptor or anything like that, you're trying to find. Um, yeah. where it was called or, or anything like that. I mean, bam, there it is. Um, so how does that differ from just like an extended find for that string? <clears throat> or is, is this is this parsing the code to the point where it would only find function definitions exactly. not that string just in a comment or something? Exactly. This is actually finding actual functions. Um, okay, so an extended find might find a comment that just had that phrase, but this is aware of what the actual code is. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. So, um, what? What's another one? What's another um, on session? Right. Bam. That all the on session. So the equivalent of let's see on. Right. Um, if we were to do that, you see, this is what it would look like: ten results and four files. Um, obviously, this does work because it is. You know, they are functions. Uh, it's just a you know quick way of of trying to find what you're looking for. You know. All right, so, uh, what's the name of this guy again? Uh, this is just built in. It's just VS Code. Oh, tips. so this isn't even an extension. This is just VS Code functionality. Yeah, just using VS Code, man. That's it. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, give that a shot, and right. um, I'm gonna come back so to I'm, us. I'm still, I'm still a VS Code newbie. I, I used Cold Fusion Builder for years just because I hated change, and I was so used to the shortcuts. But everything about VS Code I like, so I gotta, gotta learn this stuff so I can get productive. Yep, and that'll be in the show notes. Um, it's really cool, man. I mean, because just trying to find an exact function. I mean, it could be anywhere. And yes, you can do a search. And I found myself even doing in searches, like doing um, function space, the you know, just to <laughs> yeah. narrow it down. But that doesn't always work, you know, because it, you know, it, it, there could be two spaces or it could be. Yeah, it's know. nice when your searches are actually. Uh understand what the code is doing. It's not just a raw text search. Right, sure. exactly. And that's something that ColdFusion developers, I think, have always lagged behind a bit in. You know, like Java IDEs, you know, have had like very powerful search features for years and years. Uh, and ColdFusion searches have almost always just been pure text-based searches. So it's cool to see... Uh, text or regex? Well, yeah, I mean, regex is still a text search, right? Yeah. Um, but it's it's cool to see IDE support that allows you to search your code in a, in a way that's aware of what the code is actually doing. You know, it knows that's a function definition. It's not just text that may be a function definition. Yep, uh, dude, I totally agree. So um, th I guess this here kind of wraps up what we have for you guys. Now's uh, onto the fun stuff of uh, thanking our Patreon supporters. And um, yeah. Tell us what all Patreon goes for. I mean, what what happens? Uh, Patreon goes to finance Luis's private yacht. Um, <sighs> and yeah, trips to India, right? Without you? That thing has to be washed twice a week. You wouldn't believe it. No, just kidding. Um, no, all the uh, all the Patreon support that we get, uh, that money goes straight to our open source products. So we have internal budgets every month. 
of uh, hours we spend on command box, cold box, content box, CF config, um, all your favorite uh, open source things. And those Patreon dollars go straight to that budget. So we are super thankful for uh, everybody on that list because they're basically helping push those uh, those forward. Um, you can run down the names real quick. Andrew, Gary, Jan, Joseph, Laxma, Richard, John, Carl, Don, Samuel, David, Yogesh, Stephen, Dan, Jeremy, Brian, Didier. Um, so much, so much thanks to all you guys, uh, cause you're all helping this stuff keep going. So Which much might... love. So much love. Yeah. I think there's even more that I missed. Uh, I don't think I got. Jordan. We had a few new additions um, Scott, on there as yep. well. Yeah. If you go to the uh, ordersolutions.com about a sponsors page, we actually list all of our, uh, Patreon supporters with their pictures. So. If you uh, if you start supporting, uh, start supporting uh, Ordis with a uh, Patreon, you can get your uh, lovely mug up on our site as well. So um, we also have some uh, some support plans for companies that might want to pour a bit more money in that uh, that uh, an individual might be able to afford. If you guys you know really rely heavily on Ordis products and you want to help pour into that, um, you can actually uh, get meetings with Luis on a regular basis and actual like say in the direction of our products. Um, and we like it that way. The people that are helping, uh, helping pay to push the open source forward, you get to help, you know, control where it goes, which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else we need to mention before we wrap this up? Um, you know, we had mentioned uh, talking about job postings. Now, there is a jobs uh, section in the uh, CFML Slack called Jobs. Yeah, the Jobs um, Channel. Yeah, but if anyone, any company has a... Um, has a job that they would like to for us to announce on here. Uh, I mean, we talked about maybe a one-time uh, Patreon submission to get it up there. It's totally up to you. I don't know. Just trying to find ways of getting more information out there without this just sounding like a monotonous everyday ramble, you know? <laughs> so help us with content. We do appreciate that. Um, yeah. And if you guys see any good, um, any good articles or blogs or something that maybe we've missed, feel free to send those over and we can, we can talk about them on the, on the next show as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, keep tweeting them, uh, hashtag CFML, shoot us, uh, you know, hashtag us. modernize or die, modernize or die. But, um, cool, man. Well, I think this is going to wrap it up for us. I guess, um, will Gavin be joining me next week or are you going to be doing it? Um, I think Gavin's still out. Um, I'm going to be down in Branson next week and I'll have to see what my schedule is to know if I'll be near a computer. Cool. Uh, so I may or I may or may not be able to join. Um, but might, we'll see. Might be going solo again. Yeah. Hopefully I'll, I'll be around a computer that day, but I'll have to see what the, what the schedule holds. All right. Well, hopefully you'll join me and hopefully everybody listening will join us next week as well for the next edition of the Modernizer Dive podcast. That's it for today, guys. Peace and love. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.